Welcome to Unlocking the Fitness Industry. I am your host, Jake Abel. I'm a two-time natural pro, a cellular athlete, and we're going to find the best way to get fit, to enter your competitions, and to look your best. So, here we go. Let's get into the episode. So I've got an awesome podcast for you today, guys. Today we're interviewing Tony Lanciano, who is the Australian president of ICN. This would be a really good podcast, not only if you're a first-timer competitor or looking to get into the industry um, via competing in a natural fed, but also if you've been competing for a while, you can kind of pick up little things as we dive into comp prep, we dive into mindset, um, and quite different things that we've seen throughout the industry. This is part one of two series. I've also got the Victorian president as well, which I'll release because he's got his own type of uh, where we want to dive in a little bit deeper on that next episode. So keep a listen out for that. Until then, guys, enjoy this episode with Tony Lanciano. Okay, so we are here in ICN HQ, Melbourne. Um, Sitting down with me today, we have the Australian president, Tony and his son, Victorian President Carl. So we're going to go through a little bit of chats of things to do with ICN and all those type of things. I know I've had a lot of questions hit up um, about what I compete in and all those type of things. So especially if you're a first-time competitor or you've been around for a while, I think you'll pick up little bits of things. How are you today, Tony? Good. Thanks, Jake. And hi, ICN family. Everyone in the house. Yeah. So... Pretty much with you, I want to start on how did you get started? So where did this come into the early, early days, which I think for you is a story that not many people have heard about. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I, ICN was formed in 1991. We were as a different name back then. Mm-hmm. And then we converted to and changed over to ICN. Uh, we saw, and we, look, we're always looking at, at evolving. So no matter what we do, even if we think we're number one, that means we've got to work harder. So we're always thinking of new ways of how can we improve it, make it even better. Um, so in about 2000, uh, Wayne McDonald, who's the world chairman and the um, founder, uh, asked Patricia and I if we'd like to join um, as being part of the, um, the ICN. And we went home, Patricia and I, and we spoke about it. And I said, you know what, I'd like to compete before I become a president. Yeah. So that way I can relate and and to a point, understand what each competitor is going through, and I think that will make me a better president mm-hmm. and, and a better promoter as well. So in 2001, uh, Patricia did all my dieting for me, cooked and everything, and uh, I competed, and, um, and I think that has helped me tremendously because yeah. I, I saw things that needed a lot of work in the shows. You know, you're getting these little plastic trophies and just the way backstage and the whole way the whole show was running, I just thought... There's so much scope here that can be that can be improved, um, and then we kept coming up with ideas and and got to where we are now. Building and, upon that, and that's yeah. one thing that I noticed definitely with your shows is that I've competed across Australia, all different like different feds, been to all different shows, and it is a show in the end where I find the other ones are quite you get bland and it's kind of competitors come on, cool, wave, see ya, get off. Yes. Where I find ICN is about that showmanship. It's the, not only you on stage, it's backstage, side stage, you've got interviews, photos, yep. all that. And it just makes the whole day a full experience. Um, so what began you, so you, what, what year was that when you first competed? Uh, 2001. 2001. So um, 
once you got went through that, what was you, how did you go on your first stage? What did you find? That was the first time on stage? Yes, it was my first yeah. time on stage. And then yeah. how did you find that experience? Oh, amazing. But um, I came off and I thought, oh, it's over. Yeah. Because back then you could only do one division. Yeah. And I said, oh, why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, yeah you, you've worked so hard, whether it's taking six months, 12 months, two years, five years, um, and then you died and, and really intense your training for 12 weeks and then you're on, a, on there for 10 minutes and then it's all over. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's when we, I said to Wayne and, and Patricia, I said, we need to change this. We need to, if people want to do more than one division, it's up to them. We don't put a gun against them and go, oh, you've got to do more than one division. It's their, totally their choice. But your family and friend come to a show. Yeah. And they don't care if you've gone on there 20 times, yeah? They, mm. That's what they've come for, to see you on stage. Yeah. And so we opened that up. And that was another thing that we, 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 we brought, to the, brought to the table. And I think it's changed the shows. I know some people go, oh, that's the same person. But the family and friends, they don't yeah. care. And they're the most important people. The ones that complain and say, oh, that same person's been on 10 times. Mate, you've come to the wrong yeah, true. Wrong sport. And that's, I think, something that you're, one of your strengths is bringing everyone in. So you bring the crowd in, you've got crowd participation, yeah. your trainer's participation, um, with trainer awards, all that kind of thing. And that's, I think, one of the biggest ICN strengths. Yeah. Um, Look, yeah. Go, again, what you said before about experience, and that's what mm. Patricia and I are all about, about giving a good experience. Um, from the minute you walk through the door, we, uh, Patricia's there, she greets you beautifully. Yeah. You know, then you go to my uh, registration, my daughter's there with her future um, husband, yeah. and they, we know that's going to be a great experience. Go backstage, the, the backstage marshals are there because they love what they do. They come up on stage, I'm there, Perry. Um, you know, we, every aspect and every point of the show, there's someone there that will greet you with a smile. Yeah. And that's 100%. so important to us. We always say to everyone, if there was an area that you weren't happy about, we want to know about because we need to fix that. Yeah. You know, we say it's got to be like your wedding day. It's got to be a huge experience. Yeah. And an amazing experience. Yeah. Um, so going with ICN, for the people that maybe haven't come across the Federation, why? So firstly, what does ICN stand for and mm -hmm. why compete with ICN? Okay. ICN, uh, just, I compete natural, yeah. which is what we are. Yeah. Um, when we first came up, it was, a, it was a portal. And when we're doing the transition of, of names, um, I said to Wayne, it's, we've got the name already. Yeah. I can be natural. I mean, how much better is that? Because yeah. that's what we stand for. And then we just added muscle and model, uh, World Alliance, because we are now in 62 countries. Yeah, nice. Um, and again, about expanding and giving more um, opportunities to competitors to travel the world and compete around the world and have a holiday at the same time. Um, you know, we, we stand by everything that uh, we drug test yep. and we thoroughly drug test. We're, uh, we're looking at uh, doing off-season drug testing as well. Perfect. Because uh, some people say, oh, but on the day, you know, they're not on it and all that. Well, guess what? There'll be some phone calls and knock on the doors um, in, uh, coming up very, very soon. Um, that it's another exciting part for us and you know yeah. we say this you know if you're not natural why are you doing it would, why would you feel good about yourself and your friends and family know that you're you're, not, you're cheating and you're and and especially if you don't even place or win it's yeah. even more embarrassing but you know there's other there's other federations for those yeah yeah 100%. just just you know be mindful about that and you know and we always say also to the competitors just be careful what you take Mm -hmm. You know, just because it's on the shelf, it doesn't mean it's uh, there's something not in there that's you're going to fail in a drug test, yeah. Yeah. So you know, you can contact Asada. They've got a 
I check my substance. It's very, very simple. Or, you know, a couple of weeks out, just go off all your supplements and that's yep. it. And, and that's definitely something. So ICN, it is a, yeah. that level playing field. So everyone you compete against, you're going to know that, okay, everyone's gone through the same hardships. There's going to be no extra, like, all that anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely something you go through. Uh, we've seen it happen before, people failing just yes. on um, different pre-workouts, different fat burners, um, and little things like that. Um, and that's, yeah, just making yeah. sure that you're aware that it is a natural federation. Correct. And you, and spot another great point you point out about pre-workouts. Well, the reason we you do fail that because they're masking agents as well, and that's what people don't understand. They go, oh, there's only a pre-workout, but was there something behind that yeah. pre-workout? Because the levels that we found in the pre-workouts that they, well, they, they've said that it was in the pre-workout, like the DMMA and that, mm. it was in high levels. There's no way in the world in a pre-workout you're going to find those levels in there. Just 10 scoops. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And even if you took 10 scoops, you probably wouldn't find that level of DMMA in it. Yeah. So was there something else behind it and that, you know? Um, and again, we, we say it, why are you having a pre-workout on the day? Yeah, You've true. been told... Don't have it. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it does anything on the day anyway. So Let's get you hyped. Yeah, exactly it's right. And probably you don't need to be hyped up that hard. Yeah. Okay. So coming from two thousand and one. Yes. Starting to run your shows over the last say ten to well now ten to twenty years. Mm. What have you learnt most in those times that you have? So you first competed in two thousand one. When was your yep. first show that you ran? Uh, that that same year actually was, yeah, yeah later on because that was in that was the Melbourne yeah so one Mr Melbourne and then that year we ran it uh, we ran the the Vicks and the Australians yeah so we're throwing straight into it but so yeah. bringing that experience what what have you seen change so two thousand and one to today's yep. fitness industry um, what are the biggest differences oh look we also came up with the all female there's, there's yep. the, this is one of the probably the biggest um, biggest change was a, an all female show and everyone laughed at us. Um, you know, if women that ain't trained, that ain't this and that, and you know, it, this is going to be a failure. And it's become this year, Patricia had 450 entries for the all female. Um, and we could see that happening. We could see that girls were getting more interested in um, not bodybuilding, you know, bikini yeah. or uh, sports or, or, or fitness. And then we also had the figure. Um, and and they deserved their own platform because I thought for many years women were always looked at second. Uh, in any uh, a lot of sports, as you can see now that you know AFLW, everything's coming about all women yep. and that. So we're miles ahead um, of that thinking, and we could see that the transition really, really working well. So we've come up with the all female classic, yep. and that's been a, a huge success. Uh, we've come up with Bikini Mama. Uh, again, people laughed at us with Bikini Mama. Well, it's about. If mum's eating well and dieting and training, hopefully that influences the rest of the family. And with obesity going through the roof, well, maybe we can make a little bit of an impact. Yeah. Then we came up with the angels, and again, people laughed at us until they found out what the, the cause behind it, and that was about breast cancer awareness. Um, so it wasn't about Victoria's Secret or lingerie up there. It's about each angel represents someone that's either passed away from breast cancer, going through it, or we can get them to go have a screening. Yeah. 100%. So we're always looking at different things. And, uh, you know, when people put us down for things, I, I said, that's going to be successful. Mm. Uh, it's always the way, yeah. Um, to poppy syndrome and, and, and that, unfortunately. Um, and then we 
we used to do routines and because the, our numbers were growing, yeah. unfortunately our shows were just going delayed. I think one show went till 2 o'clock in the morning because of routines and then um, some of the presidents said maybe we need to remove them and um, focus more on what we need to do, is, which is the, the body. Because yep. uh, what we're finding is someone might be great in, in the first two rounds, which is the cemetery and the, uh, and the compulsories, but then the routine wasn't as good or the other way around where they weren't as good as the other and, and did a great routine and, and, and their scores kept going up and mm. we weren't getting the proper results. So we, we removed uh, posing routines. And most people were always panicking and a bit uh, stressed about, oh, I've got to put a routine together and that. So we eliminated that. Yeah. Again, listening to people and also things that we thought that would benefit the, the ICN and, and the sport to keep keep growing and also audience after the first 10 routines are getting a bit over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so you know, you see 100 routines, wow. And if, if they were exciting, they did something fantastic yeah but most of them were just all the same with just different music yeah so that's pretty much like coming from i'll probably do another podcast on divisions and all yeah. that kind of stuff mm -hmm. but we did say the fitness mum so what with icn what yeah. uh, cat, uh divisions do you offer um so you've got your categories of bikini sports model fitness figure yeah. bodybuilding um and then from that, what categories do you have through there, which may be different to other federations? Okay, yeah, so we split some of the divisions up, obviously, as you know. We've yep. got the first timer, which means your first ever, ever time. So it doesn't matter if you've done a different federation, it's your first time ever on that. Novice is your first year of competing. So season A and B, or B and A. Then you got, we brought in intermediate. So intermediate, because some people don't want to go straight into the open. We always yep. say, you should take that challenge always so intermediate is you've never come top three in the intermediate or in an open division then you've got your um uh your age classes yeah and then we sometimes we introduce a weight class depending mm -hmm. on the bodybuilding and figure and physique yeah and then we also height classes okay so when we see a lot of times we split classes into class one, two, three, and four, and even five. That all that purely is is that high classes. So we split it in. There might be fifty competitors, and we split into ten each. Yeah, that's an easier way to explain. So, which that. means as a competitor, you're only really going to be up against ten, ten per class, yeah. and then go into the overall for the opens. Correct. Yes. So um, each each class winner goes into the overall, and then we get a an overall champion yeah. in which that, I, so. I find is the most fairest way because judges aren't overhauled with say if you have 40 competitors on yes. stage they're trying to work out the differences versus if they've got 10 the judges can easily see okay maybe you will win your height class there and then yeah. you've got four lineups now it's one out of four correct so that's the best way to really kind of break that down from there because yeah. uh, that's a perfect point because I cannot ever understand how you could judge 40, 50 people on stage. There's yeah. just no way that it's going to be fair. And you know, and if you tried to make it fair, that means it, you'd be there for hours and that. And that's one thing we also introduce is, we always say, and I always say that the shows is that I don't care how long each division takes to judge. Mm. Let's do it and get the right result. Are you going to keep everyone happy? No, you're not. Because no matter which way you go, you go this way, yeah. someone else is going to go, oh, they look, you got ripped off and all that. And if you go the other way, then they think you got ripped off. No one gets ripped off. There's no, I can tell you right now, I don't care. All my judges are there to judge everyone fairly. They just see, see you as a competitor, as a number, 
Um, not, oh, they go to that posing workshop, they go to this posing workshop. That's a load of rubbish. The yep. biggest BS I've ever heard. Um, I see the results later on and I see who trains them and who they're. Uh, we saw any kind of cheating, they would not be on that judging panel. Yeah. Every judge has the same power as everyone else. We have uh, um, sometimes up to seven to 11 judges sometimes on there. Every single person has a vote like anyone else. So there's not, someone's got more voting than anyone else. So yeah. if there's, say, five judges and three go, number 15 should have won, and the other two had number 17, guess what? 15 wins because three against two. Yeah. And that's as purely as, as easy as that. So don't let anyone tell you um, it's because that judge does workshops or trains someone, that's why they won, because that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. And I think it's a too easy of a cop-out. Um, from either coaches or, and I know this rumor has been spread around <laughs> yeah. about um, different judging and um, favoring in that way. And through my side, like I don't think anyone's seen as many ICN divisions as me throughout the last five years. Yes. Um, and that, that, that pretty much comes down as I've pretty much taken it away as an easy cop out from this and that. In the end, it's Very a subjective so. <laughs> sport and it's one of the hardest sports because you could be too lean for a category or too big for a category in Correct. all states aren't going to be exactly standard because it's impossible uh, when you've got different judge panel and a different judge panel on another state another day could have gone differently as well. Yeah. So yeah, t- totally right. Yeah. I mean, it is subjective and, and it's a hard sport. It's not like a football, you kick a goal and yeah. it's a goal. Yeah. yeah. This is again, subjective. And people say, okay, some of the girls didn't, weren't in the, cri- uh, didn't fit the critique what we've written down. I said, but unfortunately we can't dictate who goes on stage at that in that division. So if none of the girls fitted that criteria, what do we say to them? Sorry, girls, none of you fit that, so we're not going to place yeah. anyone. We do the best we can and of what we got on stage. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's what I've seen consistently throughout. Um, and, yeah, that's another thing, the big political side. I know other federations do lean towards political type of ways where – ICN, you show up any day. It is the best body on the day that's going to be placed. Um, One thing I want to go in with Mm. judging is the difference between, I know something's come up a bit, is divisions. So when you do come on, maybe you might place second in a novice, come on in open, more similar lineup, and then place third or fourth. Um, Okay, I can answer that perfectly, and I've seen it happen so many times. What happens is, especially first-timers. It doesn't necessarily have to be just first-timers, it's just someone that's relatively new. And, and I think some of the um, seasonal competitors get, we all get nervous. Yeah. doesn't matter how many. We get nervous even before we start our show till we start getting into it. So you see a competitor, let's say Jake, goes into first division, very nervous, doesn't pose very well. Mm-hmm. So the judges can only see what they see and uh, they can't see Jake posing very well. All of a sudden goes into the next division, a bit more confident, got all the nerves out, start to open up and yep. show confidence and all that. Wow, is that the same person? All of a sudden, they see you and notice you more. And then they start to judge you and go, wow, he really looks fantastic, yeah? Mm. And you place higher. And then so maybe third one even better and better. And that's why sometimes you do get a difference in in, um, in, in, ju- in placings and, and judging. And that's the biggest thing with ICN. It's about w- the judges are only judging what they see up on that stage during that division only. Correct. So if you're a world champ, if you're a pro from somewhere else, you've won seven shows in a row, it doesn't matter. No. In the end, it's all a clean slate and they're only judging what they can see in front of you. Yes, um, and that, that, correct. That, we don't care who you are, as for when we're talking about judging. We don't care yep. who you are, where you come from, 
uh, if you're world champion or whoever you are, we judge the bodies yeah. up there. And that's what it, it purely is. And every part of the body, not just from down, it's everywhere. You know, we've got, as you know, we've got critique judges as well. Mm-hmm. So people that have cracked it because they didn't win, well, guess what? We've got critique judges to give you some feedback. Yeah. And you'll look at it and go, oh, you know what? They are right. And, and I've had that so many times uh, people will ring up and then they go, oh, my, my guy got ripped off, whatever. And then they get the critique and they go, you know what, Tony? They ring me back and they go, you know, your judges were spot on. Mm. They did, you're right. They do need work on this area and that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it, you know? And again, we're not going to keep everyone happy. It's like, yeah. I would say like a DJ, yeah? You, you play 80s music, some people love it, and others go, oh, I don't like that. And then you yeah. play modern music and the others don't like it. Very, very hard to keep it right. And that's the one thing with feedback as an athlete, taking that on board and then actually like ICing, giving feedback is the number one thing. As an athlete, you get it, then you can go, okay, this is where I need to work on. This is where, and it makes things a lot clearer um, than when you're rebacking, especially if you're a first-time competitor and you're not sure what the judges are judging on. Yes. Um, it takes quite a while to work out exactly where the criteria is and what they look for and those type of things and that feedback definitely helps. My word, look, I've, I've, you know, <clears throat> I've done it purposely that I sit on the sides, as you know, at yeah. all my shows, so that way I can't make any judgment and answer any questions. But sometimes um, if, if I go to other states and I go out the front and I'm, I'm watching the show or I might be DJing, I'm at the front, and I go, oh, look, I had it the other way around. We're all judges, yeah? yeah. At the end of the day, and and that was that's my opinion. The yeah. same as a judge, yeah, they have critique, but it's still their opinion who they thought looked better. Yeah, and I know you give a good spiel of maybe you didn't win, but in the crowd's opinion, um, you ever the crowd was going for you, and that yes. you, they actually liked your look the best. Correct, <laughs> but it just didn't suit that category. Yeah, um, and I think that's an important thing to bring up that. I know even um, my girlfriend Jess, for example, has come off stage and maybe placed third, and then she gets little girls coming up to him say, you look like a princess, you looked amazing, yes. your posing was brilliant, and it just kind of takes you out of the whole, in the end, subjective competitionness, and it, in the end, it's doing it for you. Um, 100%. Getting up there. I always say that at every workshop, I said, I'll go to a show and might not even like any of the top five, but there was a guy there, that's the body I'd like to look. That's yeah. the person that impressed me the most, and... And I always say to the, the guys at the workshop is, you don't know who is looking up at you. Mm. And hopefully one day someone will come up and go, Jake, I saw you at a show and you inspired me to get to this sport, or go into this sport or, or train or whatever the, the case is. Yeah. So it's not always the winners. It's anyone in that lineup. Yeah, for sure. Makes an impact on someone's life and that. We just we went to Bendigo and a girl goes, I put a poster, I put the posters up in the in the in the gym. Yeah. And some of the trainer goes, Oh, what, what's this? And now she's competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you know sure. what I mean? Everyone gets inspired differently. Yeah, and that, that that's the major thing is it's you don't know who you're looking yeah. up to. Um, for me, is when I pose, I always want everyone in the crowd to be like, that guy looks like he's having fun. I want to be that guy on stage. Yes. And that brings my stage presence and makes it me work a little bit harder that it's yeah. not about me it's about bringing the show yes um the future of icn so mm-hmm. uh for a new time competitor where is icn going so coming in the next couple of years yep. where the pro show actually another big thing even before that mm-hmm. um huge questions i have had and uh, the last six months i think it's blown up more than ever is the icn pro card mm-hmm. uh can you explain a little bit about that sure look um when we introduce 
pros, obviously we had to build it up. So uh, the first year we um, were given out more pro cars than, than we probably normally would uh, because again we had to build up pros. But saying that and not taking anything away from anyone we, that did get a pro card, um, they still had to earn it. So the second year we said, okay, we've got to make this a lot, lot harder and have um, the competitors and spectators and anyone in the sport really respect our pros. So then we said, okay, we're only going to have it at the City Nationals. So you're up against it, uh, very quality competitors, and then take it to the next level, the Australians. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, if you win an open high class in Australia, you're, you're definitely earned a, a pro card. 100%. Um, and then obviously, Patricia and I um, introduced the pro show, which is $50,000 yeah. cash. Um, the, I look at ev anyone else, and no one's given away any money like that. Well, not even no. close to that. Um, so then we came up with the pro show. So then all our pros started getting a lot more respect because, hey, they, you really, really have to earn your pro card. Yeah. And even, even winning the pro card doesn't mean that you're going to win or place because you're going to be up against quality yeah. every time you go up on stage. Yeah. And you've been in the pro shows. It's, yeah. it's, in, it's next level. And that's how it should be. 100%. Um, so don't... Don't take it for granted that just because you, you've won your pro card, you're going you're gonna to smash it now. Because I've seen, and, and, and that's another good question, is a lot of times people go, oh, you know, first time a novice think that there's not going to be quality in there. We've seen pro quality mm. in some of the first timers and novice. Yeah? It just means they haven't competed before. Yeah. Um, and so with the, with the pro shows is now, uh, you know, we took it to, we took, to Italy this year, yeah, um, which was the universe, um, and I can make it an exclusive for you, Jake, on your mm -hmm. podcast here. That uh, next year, um, it's going to be in Vegas, the World Championships. Nice. So that's definitely confirmed. So what, that's what, what exciting. Dates? Sorry. What dates were they? Okay, that'll be the on the um, 14th and 15th of November. Yeah. So and that will be 2020. So not 2020. Year, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I know my family, our kids are <laughs> very excited. You know, Las Vegas, especially Patricia, she loves loves Vegas. Um, it's it's going to be incredible, absolutely yeah. incredible. It's great because it's also close for the Europeans as well to come over. Yeah. But saying that, let's uh, talk about first of, of this this World Championships in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, we've got twenty one countries already registered and bringing teams over. Yeah, wow. So we're going to be, it's going to be massive. I know New Zealand's got 30 to 40 just alone yeah. from that from that. And country. that's in the world, that's at the Fitness Expo, the Correct. world's um, ICN for Caesar B. Um, so that's where everyone will come in. Um, throughout the year, they'll compete in their own nationals and then qualify for the world's, and that's this year in Melbourne, and it will change up every year. Correct, yes. So... Anyone that does season B or A or B this year qualifies for the World Championships. You know, and I, I always say to our family, my kids especially, I say, take every, every opportunity. Mm. Opportunity knocks on your door, answer it, yeah? So this is a great chance for someone uh, that's competing this year to represent their country. Yeah. Uh, you know, Team Australia, uh, bring it. Um, it's at the Fitness Expo, which is a, a great great venue and great um, experience being on that stage in front of thousands of people that have never been to a, to a bodybuilding show or fitness, muscle model show. Yeah. And then, like I said, next year, we got the universe in South Korea. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then the World Championships in, in, in Vegas. Las Vegas, yeah. yeah. So, so a few events do, are coming up. If you're looking at competing in the next couple of years, that's kind of what you can look to. Mm. Other than that, other than the world events, and say if you're a first-time competitor, what shows do you have looking more probably at the 2020? Um, what yep. type of shows do you have? Because okay. I have a lot of people message me and they're like, oh, I'm a first-time competitor. Can I only do rookies? No, no, definitely not. Every show has a first-timer. Yeah. So, you know, the Rising Star Rookie Show is predominantly for novice competitors. Yeah. First-timers and novice competitors. We've done that on purpose. It's a nice little show. It, actually, it's not it's little. It's quite, yeah, quite it's a big show. Yeah, it is. In, um, and then we've got the Melbourne Classic in April 19th next year. Like I said, the Sydney Nationals, which will be at the Sydney Fitness Show, yep. second and third of May. The all-female classic this year is going to have a, a men's universe qualifier, so fitness and physique. Nice. Uh, that gives them a, another opportunity to last chance to, to qualify for the... So that's uh, just going to be only model, male model? Yes, correct, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the week later will be the universe in Korea. And then in season B, we'll have the Victorian titles. Uh, the Ballarat show is going to be changed to the Southern Cross Championships, which makes sense because that's Eureka. It's got the yep. Southern Cross on there. And the new medals that we've got this year is the, uh, the, the Southern Cross. So oh, nice. It's, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, this year, we, we've got Bendigo, and again, next year, we'll have it as well. Then the Australian titles, um, Kim from South Australia is very excited, as you are, because you've got clients there. Yeah. Uh, it will be Adelaide at the Adelaide Convention Centre. The uh, Melbourne Fitness Show will be the Las Vegas Invitational. Mm-hmm. We're going to give away, I think, either between seven to ten return flights to Las Vegas, yep. which is another exciting thing. Tactic. Um, the World Championships, as we said, will be in Las Vegas on the 14th, 15th November. But we've also got an opportunity to, um, we've got meetings with um, FIBO, which is the Fitness Expo in the US, mm-hmm. uh, would like us to join them. And there might be an opportunity for a show before the World Championships in Miami. Yeah. Either Miami or Orlando, Florida. We'd like it to be Orlando, Florida because we love uh, Disney World over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's something, you know, so we give plenty of opportunities for competitors to go overseas, compete. But at the same time, we always say, make a holiday out of yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Once you finish competing, that's it. Yeah. Put all the diet stuff away right. and, you know. Go to your Disney World and, and do all those adventures, and that's a good thing about like your then fitness career can then take you across the world, and you can see so much yes. um, from that as well. Um, one big thing you brought up there is that prize money. Um, mm-hmm. ICN is definitely something through the whole way I've been through. As I've always seen probably in Australia, probably the highest prize money given out for the pros. But it's not only that prize money for the pros. Um, that you guys also give so much when it comes to competing. Not only do you win, um, but in your packages and things like that. Yeah. Look, we always do that. Yeah, We try to ask our sponsors. A lot of times, we don't take any money from the sponsors. We say, can you give us something in prizes to give back to the competitors? So basically, we're paying for that because they're not giving us money, but they're they're giving us prizes and... uh, you know, so we don't forget about the amateurs. We have those statues and... Yeah, um, which are the coolest trophies. Oh, they are. They are. They really are. Um, you know, the medals, they're not They're not uh, cheap medals. They're actually thick and heavy. And, yeah. and uh, we take pride in what we, we're going to give to the competitors. Again, going back to when I competed, when I just got a little plastic trophy. You know, mm. and, and it's just... I don't even know where it is, to be honest. But uh, the medals... You know, the medals you can frame, you can put a photo with, with the medal in the frame. Yeah. Um, with a trophy, unfortunately, you can't do that. But those big statues, definitely, you can put them out and yeah, it'll be cool. a talking point when people come to your house. 
so we're always looking at, at, at things that we can give, you know, um, with one, one of our sponsors, UPS, they give us all those prize packs, the meal packs and all that. Yep. You know, so we, we try everything we can. We ask yeah. sponsors, please give us something that we can give back to the competitors. Yeah, and I know as an amateur, I've won flights, I've won mm-hmm. all those type of things, which I guess no other amateur federation actually wins things like that. No. Um, <laughs> unless they're in like full pro league. So we're going to leave it there for now, guys. Part two will be coming out in the next couple of days, and we're going to dive into Carl, and he is not only a top physique athlete, but also a powerlifter, um, and that's where this interview kind of goes down his journey as well, um, plus there's a few other things with ICN, so it's definitely something to listen to, click into that next one, till then, if you do have any other questions, guys, like every episode, contact me at Jake underscore Able underscore Official on Instagram, that's my main point of contact. Put out. I've put a question and answer out a few days ago on what you guys want to see on this podcast, and we'll definitely start to tick a lot of those off. So until then, guys, I'll catch you on the next one.